What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. You've got DJ KK and DJ BJ in the house. <laughs> Somebody send help to the Corvers. I'm here right now. I need help. Clark's gone loco. Got coffee running through these veins. Ready to go. So, Revelation chapter 12... I mean, this yeah. would make a great. Yeah. This would make a great movie. <laughs> this is epic. Can't wait to see this someday, Bob. So, Bob, just yeah. to help us all out, would you give us a Cliff Notes rundown no. as to what's happening? Actually, here? no. This is just it, and that's it. This is the podcast now. Go and and uh, talk to your kids about it, about what's <laughs> going on in Chapter Twelve. <laughs> My goodness, you guys. So, okay, Chapter Twelve. We have. Um, this beautiful pregnant woman, we literally hear um, a great and wondrous sign in verse one appeared in the heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. So we have her and she is giving birth to this baby boy and also enters uh, an enormous evil seven headed red dragon that's trying to get her son. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So she goes to have this baby and this dragon is waiting, and what we hear is that God uh, has ha, t- takes this baby, has a plan for this baby, and also that there's a war going on. What gender is the baby? A boy. It says baby boy. Okay, just making sure the listeners know. Okay, verse 5. She gives birth to a son mm-hmm. um, who will rule all, that's important, who will mm. rule all the nations with an iron scepter. Okay. Yep. Um, then we learn about this war that's going on with the Archangel Angel Michael and um, and the accuser, Satan, and how he gets cast down with his minions and a third of the, yeah, yep. a third of the demons fall to earth. Yeah. Um, and then we learn that this woman is sent to the desert uh, for her protection, for the good of her, so that this uh, evil one, Satan, the accuser, cannot get her, but um, that because of that, then he's coming after her offspring. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. All right, well, so now let's do a translation because that was a lot. So there's a beautiful pregnant woman who shows up. That represents the Virgin Mary. That's okay. Jesus' mom. And the baby boy who's going to come rule over all of creation with an iron scepter is, in fact, Jesus Christ. Okay. The dragon with that's red with the seven heads and the crowns, that represents Satan and mm-hmm. all the demonic forces with him. And then at the very end, when it talks about how he's Satan's frustrated and he can't get the woman or the mm-hmm. offspring or the, the baby Jesus, that the, Satan goes after the woman's offspring, which is in fact the church. Mm-hmm. So as we break this down, I want to talk to you about the natural and the supernatural, the ordinary and the spiritual. If you think about Christmas time. We mm, talk about the birth, of, the birth of Jesus. I can't wait for Christmas. Decorate <laughs> trees. I might even put up lights on our house this year. I promised my wife that first time. Since 2012. Uh, we're going we're gonna to Griswold this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. My, my namesake. There's Bring a, it back. There's Bring a it census back. In, in the beginning of the Gospels. And so in the ordinary, in the natural, it looks like Mary and Joseph have to go to Bethlehem because a census was taken. Mm. Then there's the Magi that come. They had seen some stars, and they go to talk to this earthly King Herod. And then King Herod's a wicked man, and he makes this evil proclamation that they're to go to Bethlehem and kill all the babies. So mm-hmm. this is what's happening to the earthly eye. If you would have asked any bystander in that time, they would have been aware of these things, mm-hmm. saying, this is what my eye sees. This is not good. Herod's crazy. 
this this is just horrible. Mm-hmm. But now if you pull the veil back and you're looking in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, Bobby, like what what do we see? We see Bobby. one, the Holy Spirit brought about a miraculous conception right. to the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. What else is happening? I don't know. What is that? God's plan. Yeah. Oh, salvation is here. Yeah, God, yes. God's bringing salvation, a spiritual and physical salvation for mm-hmm. his people mm-hmm. as a meek baby. So then in the earthly, you see King Herod wants to kill these babies, but in the mm-hmm. spirit, what's happening? Right. So, you know, the evil one, Satan, is working with his demons to try and prevent this yeah. from happening, so, to try and kill this baby boy so that we don't have a savior who dies on the cross, defeating him for all of eternity forever yeah. and sending us Holy Spirit. So you have this whole scene being played out in the natural, but then you look behind the scenes and you see the supernatural. There's a whole other realm at work. And so... Um, on one hand, we don't need to hyper-spiritualize everything. Every sickness yeah. is not demonic. Every whatever, every storm, it might just be because of the cold air hitting the hot air. I don't know. I don't know anything about weather. But what the Bible also teaches us, on the other hand, is that there's a whole other realm, a supernatural realm, interacting mm-hmm. and affecting mm-hmm. our natural realm right. at a moment-by-moment basis. And so we're just praying, God, would you give us wisdom and discernment to know when things are of the earth mm-hmm. and are natural? And then when they're spiritual and they're mm-hmm. of God and not of God, so mm-hmm. that we can intercede and pray. Right. Right. So think through your day and when something's going on. And if you're wondering, if, don't jump off the, the boat here and go, everything is spiritual, but also ponder it and wonder and say, God, would you show me what I'm to do in this situation? How, mm-hmm. how is your spirit working here? Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that's not of Jesus, how can we expose it, identify it, get rid of it, and then replace it with the ways of God? Yeah. So, natural, That's supernatural interaction. Now, the story continues. Mm-hmm. Back to the story. Let me read verses 13 and 14 for us. Or do you want to read verses 13 sure. and 14? You got it. When the you. dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman who was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for time times and half a time out of the serpent's reach Hmm. so what do we make of that so there's a great significance in this actually because you might think like why on earth like who goes to the desert for protection like what i doubt it was palm springs right why would that doesn't sound safe um and so one of the things we actually learned from this is we kind of, we did dig a little bit for this, you guys. <laughs> and just, so this wasn't something maybe that just like, oh, it came to us like that. But just as you kind of read throughout scripture and then some of the notes that are on Revelation is that when there's these significant places and seasons that are maybe uncomfortable, um, one of the things to maybe wonder is, are we there because our dependence on God is greater? Mm-hmm. And so that's, what is being argued with this woman going to the desert is that actually while her comfortability is lessened, her dependence on God is incredibly increased. That sounds familiar. Right. And so then as Clark and I process it together, that what does that sound like? It sounds exactly like when Jesus um, was baptized and then went out into the desert. He was led too, has to think. He was led into the desert. Correct. Yes. That's a distinction. Um, because one of the things that we maybe would think is that he was weak in the desert, you know, cause physically he was physically, again, we're talking supernatural and natural here in the natural. He's 
fasting for 40 days. He's starving. He's thirsty. He's weak. In the supernatural, he is the closest to God that he's probably been, you know, since since he came from heaven. (laughs) And so it's actually this incredible gift for him to be able to combat Satan when he comes at him in the desert Mm -hmm. because of his nearness and his dependence on God in the desert. So as we translate that to our lives today, when we are in a time of great difficulty, it seems barren and and it's a drought Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it seems fruitless. And you're wondering, this this sucks, like what's going on? Mm Mm-hmm. Lean on the Lord. Don't mm-hmm. waste a painful moment just to cope and get through it. Say, God, what are you doing in here? What are you mm-hmm. trying to teach me? What are you trying to, to 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 give birth to in me? What are you trying to create in me? And how are you trying to transform me? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's for God's glory and for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to just skip over those hard times because the wilderness actually becomes a great, uh, a great gift mm-hmm. in the Bible and also for us. Now, let's wrap up. Verse 17 has kind of a crazy line where it says, Then the dragon was mm-hmm. enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their mm-hmm. testimony mm-hmm. about Jesus. So the offspring is the church. The woman, Mary, gave birth to Jesus, and it's from Jesus, and from her obviously comes us, mm-hmm. the people who are followers of Jesus and in whom the Holy Spirit indwells. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it's interesting, Satan's going to wreak havoc because he couldn't get Mary, he couldn't get Jesus. Now he's going to go cause as much trouble with the church as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. When you read this passage, I think John goes out of his way multiple times along with the rest of the Bible to talk about how Satan is known as the accuser. Mm-hmm. He's a slanderer, and that is his primary tactic. He can mm-hmm. do a lot of things to make life difficult and frustrating, but that is how he is identified often in Scripture. Mm-hmm. He's going to give accusations. And so oftentimes we think that, think about Job, where he disappears before God, going, God, can I have permission to go and accuse Job. Right. Slander Job. Give him a hard time. Um, obviously, we can t- unpack that story at a later date, but it's as if Satan tempts us to sin, mm-hmm. so that then he can accuse us of that sin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, practically speaking, what that looks like in life, and we've talked about this before, is you've lived a life, and I'm sure it's been imperfect, like all of us. So there's been shame, sin, and hurt. Then you've gotten to know Jesus. And now we walk as this new creation by the blood of the lamb, by the power of the Holy Spirit. But we still can't let go of that shame, past hurt, sin, whatever it might be. Or we can't um, experience freedom somehow. And so one of the ways that the evil one works, like Clark just said, is that when we are forgiven and we actually have the ability supernaturally to walk in the forgiveness and the reality that Jesus Christ died and we are forgiven, we let ourselves hear him accusing us Mm -hmm. instead of hearing the word of God and listening to the word of God. And so that is one of the biggest ways that I feel like we hear from our church family, from people around, is that... um, we struggle to walk in this new reality because of our past sin, past sin. And and one of the things Bobby said earlier <laughs> is that he often whispers thoughts to us and then accuses us of those thoughts. And one yeah, of the things Bobby said right. that's helpful is oftentimes when he whispers accusations and words of slander, well, sometimes we even adopt those as our own thoughts. That's when, what I was saying. That's yeah, what it was. <laughs> yeah. And so you've ever had a moment where you're sitting there and all of a sudden you get pinged with some random thought of 
lust or anger or envy or jealousy. And you're like, where on earth did that come from? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's our flesh. Oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's demonic. It's from the evil one. And we sit in that so long it becomes normal. Well, and we the, adopt that as, oh, this is just how I think. This is just what I need. This well, then that becomes our identity. Instead of our identity, our identity being in Christ, yeah. our identity is now this accusation that the evil one has thrown into my brain. Yeah. So to wrap this oh, up, what do you, how do we end on a high note here? We go back to verse 11. Yeah. How did the, the people defeat Satan? Hmm, they defeated him because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it says they triumphed him. Over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Mm-hmm. So because of what Jesus Christ has done, we're walking in that reality. We are forgiven. We need to take time and can't be lazy. Sit down and examine our thoughts. Examine mm-hmm. our beliefs, uh, the systems of thought, and going, God, what of this is actually of you and what's not? Yeah. So revisit some of the habits we have, these kind of things, and say, God, we want you to be glorified. We want to have the freedom that you've given us. And ultimately, we want your kingdom to come yeah. in and through us, in our family, in our church, in our cities, in our homes. So that's it. So that was a jam-packed chapter 12, <laughs> a little longer podcast today than usual, so forgive us for that. Yeah. But um, read this, chapter 12, and then talk about it. Again, we want to hear from you, so please post online. We want to hear what verse stood out to you, what from the podcast stood out to you, and uh, pray that the Holy Spirit's doing his thing. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.